Welcome to the Healthy Life Podcast that doesn't hold back. We discuss all subjects from wellness, healthy eating and fitness. Welcome to Healthy Life. Mark Taylor. Yeah, hi Bev. Thank you for coming in and talking to pleasure, us. Pleasure, pleasure. We've, we've got you in because something momentous has happened in your life. Well, it has, yeah. yeah. I've released a book. I know. <laughs> you are now a published author. So you said to me the other day. I, I couldn't know. believe it when you said that. I didn't even think about it like that. And then I, and I thought, wow, I am. Yeah. yeah. Let's, uh, and the book is called? Howard of Paul's Land. Let's go way back to the beginning then. Okay. Where did it all start? Well, it started in a dark place, really. Bev, to be honest, um, I'm not talking with the door shut and the lights off, nothing like that. <laughs> not in a fun dark <laughs> no, place. No, 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 not in that place. Um, it started um, on a rather sad situation, really. I um, had just taken a new job and that seemed to be going okay. And actually, that was going to probably see me through for the next 10, 15 years of work. Mm. And um, I, my mum, uh, bless her, who's 88 now, had uh, been diagnosed with dementia. And um, that had progressively got worse and worse. Mm. And sorting care out for my mum was in itself quite arduous, you know. It's difficult. It's very difficult. One, yeah. You're coping with the emotional strain of it all, a new job, and trying to sort out the admin and care. It, absolutely. My mum was adamant that she, whatever happened, she was never to go in a care home. And I made that promise to her at the same time. You know, she said, whatever you do, don't let me go in a care home. So I said, that's not going to happen, mum. And then she had a bad fall and uh, she broke a hip and the hip never mended properly. And ever since mum has been bedridden, mm. so care increased and the pressure of that and work um, unfortunately overloaded on me and ended with me... Um, Going somewhere where I was going to take my own life. Which, in its way, when I talk back about it now, that sounds a really selfish thing to do, you know. But you, you, you can't imagine the pressure and that you've put yourself under and where it takes you, you know. But even when I say it now, I think, God, what a selfish thing to do, you know. Your mum was relying on you and everything else, you know. Never mind my partner, who I didn't even speak to about it. And being a bloke, of course, we go into this, we don't tell anybody anything. You know. No, so on the outside everything looked fine. Uh, yeah, on the outside everything looked fine, but looking back my partner often says to me, I knew you weren't right because you were getting more snappy at home and you could see that things weren't quite as they were. But, you know, amazingly, and I think sometimes life throws these things at you and, and I was lucky because someone found me, you know, a friend of mine found me. Can you believe it? A friend of mine found me. I thought I drove somewhere where no one would find me. And he was a postman, and he came up and knocked on the window. The guy saw my car, recognised it, mm. tapped on the window. I had my head over the steering wheel, mm. and uh, he said, "What's going on?" And I said, oh, "You know, I just don't feel any great." Didn't tell him, didn't tell him at all what I was about to do. What, fact, did, what did you say? I don't feel very well. I just said things aren't going too well at the moment, and he said, "Well, they can't be all that bad, can they?" I said, "Well, they, yeah, actually, they are quite bad." And uh, and he 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 phoned my partner up, took the phone, and he said, "Look." Found Mark, I don't think he's too good, you know. Still, I didn't. I never told him what I was going to do. Didn't tell him till four months later. Mm. And when I thanked him, after things started getting better, and I said, look, you don't know this, but I, I phoned you the thank you for that day because if you hadn't come when you did, things would have been a lot worse than what you found me at. Do you think he'd realised what you were going to do? No. No, I don't. That's no. amazing, isn't I don't, it? I think he just thought I was 
just having a moment, having a moment own. in a bad place, and um, and then and then my partner took me to a GP, and when I got home, I opened up and I cried quite a lot for a grown man. That was quite difficult think, in front, I I, even in front of my partner. That was, you know. So, did your partner know what you were going through? She knew that I was under a lot of pressure. Right. She knew that. I don't think she, bless her, I don't think she realised quite how bad I'd got because I kept it all in. And it's a typical man thing, isn't it? it? Listen. Thank goodness now we live in a slightly different world. If if you're going to, my advice to anybody when they're having a breakdown like I was is to talk to someone, you know. It could be your best friend. It could be it could be one of the family. You could phone up. I mean, crikey, you can phone mind. You can phone one one one, yeah, and speak to someone. But don't suffer in silence like I did. Don't just because to, to get to where I was and to that close. That frightens me now to think that I done that. Mm. And it's you know, and it and it, the good thing is I'm here to tell other people that actually there's help out there. And you can speak to someone and you can sort whatever it is, you can sort it out. But when you're in that mindset, can you talk out loud? Uh, um, it's taking a step, maybe. I pers- I couldn't. I couldn't. Did you not think there was anybody to turn to or you didn't want to admit to anything? I didn't want to put it on any. I didn't want to burden my partner with it. She's in a pressured job herself. Mm. You know, and I didn't want to laid that on her so you you didn't know at the time you could ring 111 and just say hey. no i didn't no because I, I i thought this sort of thing happened to other people it never happened to me no you're in control it's all fine all my life i've always been all. first at the party last to leave mm. never that's why we no. get on mark oh well, there you go <laughs> <laughs> okay and then so this was happening yep and your friend who's a postman appeared from nowhere pretty much you pretty know. much he was he, he said i'd never come this route normally wow so something said on that day to go that route. See, I never believe yeah. in coincidences. Yeah. So I, I think it's fate yeah. and meant to be stuff. When he tapped on the window, I was like, "What are you doing here?" You know, mm. and he was the same. Like, "What are you doing?" Mm. So your partner took you to the doctor. Yep, gave me, took me down to the GP. Lots um, of crying. Yeah, oh, dear, I oh dear, middle of the night sometimes, you know. Mm. And um, you feel so useless, really. I just felt so sort of, you know. Useless, and and the first thing was, I had to give my job up because th- that pressure just wasn't worth the risk. It wasn't at the time. No. Nothing is worth. No, that. no. Can I ask how yes. long do you feel that you were going down that slippery? That's slope? a really good question, and I think about a year. Right, I do. When I look back now, I think about a year. That's such a good question because you you, yeah, you do know there's something not quite right. there's there's this you change there's changes in you and and looking back now I I sort of see that you know I'd become much more kind of insular as well you know did you feel stressed inside yeah all the time anxiety yeah all the time and it's and that's just you know because you you, when someone that like someone you love like my like my mother was just like you you feel so helpless at times as well you know Feel so helpless. And this is the, the, the woman that, you know, all your life, me and my mum were always close, you know, my mum and dad, but we were all close family. But um, you suddenly sort of see this lady that, you know, was like the pillar of the family. And then all of a sudden she's, she can't even remember mm. whether you visited her in the morning. 
Yeah, so it's really hard, isn't it, for you, yeah. the emotional torment yeah. that you're in to start with on that own subject. It's it's heartbreaking, you know, and whenever anybody talks to me about it and they say, you probably wouldn't understand, I say, I do, I do understand. So are you the, are you the only son? No, no, I've got a brother who's brilliant as well. He's brilliant with my mum as well. Um, it, for sorts of reasons, we're quite different. We are quite different as brothers, but... Um, I'm I'm more likely the one. Well, I don't know. He'd probably keep things in too, to be honest. But I, I'm more likely the one that would not say anything if I was emotionally sort of being stressed by it all. But so moving on from that, then, yeah, um, you would always recommend talking absolutely to whoever it is. Whoever just it say is. something. Sometimes you might not want to talk to you. You know, and that's awful. But you might not want to talk to your partner. Saying, but you might have your best friend. Or somebody in the street you've Some, met. Someone, yeah, just someone, just talk. Somebody on the end of the phone. Yeah, on the end just of the phone. Just say something. It might be a good thing to talk to your partner to kind of show you've got that emotion. They kind of have a bit more understanding about you. I know, but now, sometimes it you seems don't. that would be yeah. the obvious thing to do. Yeah. And now, and actually, from now, we talk about everything now, and we will continue to. So that's forever. that's an enriching thing that you've yeah. got to for that. Yeah, but so you made the, you made the good point that uh, earlier on that you didn't want to burden no. a partner with it because no. mm-hmm. you knew that she was in a high pressure job anyway. Yeah, yeah. so you didn't yeah. want to stress her out. Don't you make all no. those decisions, don't I you? As you I go along. She, she gets stressed enough. You know, I've seen her come out. You know, stressed. But I don't want to. Are, add you, to are you married? We're, no, we're okay, so you haven't signed a contract together. saying you have to share everything. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand now why you held it back. I'm not sure nowadays. It's uh, no, it doesn't matter. So doesn't. moving on from all of that stuff, mm. um, part of your recovery was mm. part of my recovery was that um, Annette, my partner, she 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 um, we had dogs before. We had two bearded collies, mm. and uh, anybody that's had a my dog will know that they love unconditional, you know. And uh, it's very she, yeah, and she said to me, she said, "Oh, she said, you know what? She said you need another dog." I said, "No, I don't." And I said, and "The reason I said that is because if you've had a dog, you'll know that when you lose that dog, it's like just like losing one of the family." Mm. And when we'd lost the last one, Billy, and he was seventeen, I was like devastated when he went, you know. And I said, "No more." You don't want to put through. I said through I that do pain. not want to put myself through that. And mm. when she suggested it, I went. I don't, I'm not sure I could go through that again, you know. But she decided to contact the breeder, as she would behind my back, that sort of thing. And <laughs> he's uh, going to get one. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get one. And then uh, the breeder sent pictures of all the puppies. Mm-hmm. And um, I I did clock this one puppy, and amongst them that I really thought, yeah, if we're going to have one, that's the one. It's quite sneakily, she's up the garden working in the office and uh, she sent me the picture of them all. And I took the picture of the one I liked and double-snapped it and put it in the top right-hand corner and bottom left. All right, so kind of photoshopped it. Yes, mm-hmm. and I said to her, I really like the one bottom left, I don't know about you. And she came back and she said, you know what, I quite like the one top right. Oh, I see where it's <laughs> going now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And I went, well, it's the same one. So I think we've made our mind up, haven't we? And she said, so it's a yes. <laughs> and I said, yeah, okay. And that was how Howard was born. And Howard arrived in your life. Yeah, and it's strange because a couple of years before, Howard came into our lives. We were on holiday in Galway and um, we were just walking down the seafront. It was a really wet, windy day. Mm-hmm. And it was really cold and we'd probably walked far too far. There was no one else seemed to be around us. And all of a sudden this... Spaniel came out of nowhere and we could hear this bloke shouting in the background, Howard, will you come here? <laughs> and he ran past us and just bolted to a halt and just looked back at me and Annette and just almost smiled and carried on running. You know, And I said, if we ever get another dog, it's going to be Howard. Do you know what? Again, you see, that's that moment in time Maybe that you that's always it. remember. Yeah, but it was a masterstroke by her because 
he kind of saved my life, that dog. You know, he changed me. He made me smile. He makes me smile every day. Mm. Every day. He's a little tinker oh. from the stories so you told me. How old was he when you got him then? He was just uh, three months, I think. Oh. Yeah. And how, like, how old is he now? He's a year and six months. Yeah, okay. And he is the most gorgeous boy. He hasn't got a bad bone in his body, that dog. He's gorgeous. He is gorgeous. I love him. So so you've got this puppy yep. who saved your life. Yeah, he did. Gives you your energy back. Yeah. And you've fallen in love Of course, with. Annette saved my life, really, because it was course, her idea she, to get the puppy. Of course, because it was her idea. Yeah, but, true. But the dog's made me smile he, every day. Your dog is the medicine. Yes. So, um, you know, lots of people get dogs. Yeah. Lots of people um, are completely love them unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Not everybody writes a book. No. <laughs> I know. So what? how did that happen? Well, we, we took a little break, obviously, after everything that happened. And that said, well, let's go down to Wittering. Down which in is West one of your Sussex, happy places. Which is my happy place. So we had a place on the seafront down there. And I was just about to write a book about a cricket club that I started about 18 years ago for charity. I started this club up. To cool, yeah, let's give a shout How's out. How's that CC? Mm-hmm. And they play for all local charities and good causes. And so I thought, well... I was stop stop playing then, and I thought, I've time to write a book about them. So I'm sitting there at the front on the veranda looking out at the sea, writing this book about Cricket Club. And uh, every time I sort of started writing the book, Howard would come past me, either tap me on the leg or do something that was quite amusing. So I then started writing little notes about him next mm. to the book. And when, he, and when he yawns, he whistles, and I, I wrote down, whistle down. Maybe he can look. Oh, really? Maybe he's looking at you when he's writing this this book, cricket book. Said no, on a bit about me. I'll well, him. maybe I'll ch- you know, I keep annoying him. Or just put me in him. it. Yeah, put me in so it. that's why you said whistle down. That's why whistle down came about in the book itself. And then he's if he's got a beardy, or people know what beardy looks like. If you don't know what a bearded collie looks like, just imagine an old English sheepdog. Hmm. They're a little bit like that, and everybody always gets them confused. When I'm out of him, they go, oh, look, it's the Dulux dog. And I go, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you a story. Yeah, let me In tell fact, you a story. It's not. I could sell you one. <laughs> but they've always, because their fur, their back, mm. the backsides look quite big. So I wrote down Bumsteel. And that becomes the name of the town he was born in in the book and stuff. And little things like that came down. And then Annette walked past me. She picked the paper up later in the day, basically. It was on the side, in, out on the veranda. And she went, what's this? And I said, oh, every time Howard walked past, he made me laugh and I wrote something else, something else. She said, you're going to have to write a book. Mm-hmm. So you had these little snapshot words. Yeah. yeah. And then you settled down on that holiday and wrote something? Yeah, I settled down and wrote the, the book in about 25 minutes. 25 minutes? Yeah. The yeah. core of the book? Core of the book, yeah. Did it change much? No. And what is the book about? The book's about love, kindness and sustainability. And I think they're three values of life which I would like any of my children to be taught. And the book's aimed at three to Mm seven-year-olds. And I'm not preaching anything in the book of sustainability or anything, but what I'm trying to do is plant the seed in the child's mind. So then they ask the question, you know, they might ask the question to their parents, their teacher, but the seed's planted. And love and kindness as well. I mean, who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want love and kindness? And a cute dog. Exactly. That is real as well as a story. Absolutely. And I mean, people... So someone said to me when I was writing, they said, are you going to put an evil character in it? And I said, I don't think there's enough evil characters in this world, isn't there? 
what's up with love, kindness and sustainability? That's a completely right answer, isn't it? You know. Not every, everything has to have a wicked something. He had to do, the book had to do Howard Justice for what he'd done to me. And I think he gave me that. Mm. And I think if he can give that to other people in the book, then that's, that's good. That's really good. So you've written this book. Yep. And you're going, I might self-publish this. <laughs> Correct, yeah. What do I do now? I've <laughs> got this book. And I want some pictures. I yep. want somebody to do some drawing. Yeah. I mean, these books just don't appear on shelves. No. So you've written this story, fantastic story, which I've read. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you get somebody to do the illustrating? Uh Went through three different people for illustrations because being so guarded about Howard himself, I, I had to have him look... Like Howard? Like Howard. A um, couple of people came back and said, so I'm sorry, it's, it's, it's really good, you're really good, but um, no thanks. You haven't captured his Not quite. personality. And then a bearded lady from the Bearded Collie website, who um, I was on that website with Howard, and she got in touch with me, her name's Lynn Patterson. And uh, she sent me a couple of sketches and pictures she'd done, and it was just, she nailed it instantly. Mm. Mm. She got the feel of him, everything, just being a bearded owner, she probably just knew. Mm. And uh, that was that. So that was born. So once I had the illustrations as well as the story. So did you give her the book and the stories? And she did. No, a, I sent a her some pictures of, of Howard first. Okay. And I just wanted her to see if she could get that feel. And mm. her, even if you send someone a photograph, they may come back of a. An illustration, but it's not that not necessarily has the feel about it. And but she knew it; she mm-hmm. had it; she I got th- it. I thought you were going to say you got Howard to just sit there for hours <laughs> upon end. <laughs> no, we're talking <laughs> Howard. Yeah, no. <laughs> Is um, he not a contented dog just sitting there? Uh, well, he's a young. He's a young. Yeah, teenager he's dog. young, bouncy, fun, cheeky, cheeky dog. Mm. Yeah, he's great. Um, but anyway, so she got it right. She got it right. So, Lynn, that was it, really. Once I had the illustration. So you had the words, you had the had, illustration. Yeah. And then it was putting it all together. Let's put it all together, make sure the grammar's right, and then send yeah. self-publish, you thought. Yeah, I thought, well, we'll go with, you know, the big company, beginning with A, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll self-publish. And then, um, just as we were about to publish it, about a week before, my partner said to me, um, we'll get one for the granddaughter. And I said, okay. I said, maybe if I can get some wrapping paper done with the beardy on it, mm. you know, for it, make a Personalised wrapping personalize paper, it, you know. nice, yeah. She said to me, oh, it's a shop up the road, she said, from where we live. Mm. She said, they're doing that. I said, you sure? I said, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. off I went. Off <laughs> I went. Like a good person. Yeah, it's a good person. Went up the road, um, tapped on the door of this place, walked in, said to the lady, do you do wrapping paper with um, that you can design yourself? And you might no, she said, I don't know where you've got that idea. <laughs> and I you said, were like, oh. Yeah, so I was you're like, cursing yeah. your <laughs> I literally just sort of turned around, grabbed the door handle, and she said, What do you want it for? And I said, Well, I've wrote this children's book and you know, it's about my dog, didn't obviously at the time fill her on the whole story. Mm. And she said to me, Oh she said, Can you put a train in that book? And I looked at her and I said, Well, I don't know. I said, You give me twenty four hours. I said, if I can put it in with sustainability and stuff. Yeah, I said I could put a train in, I'm sure. I let me go away. So I went away, found out about trains in America. There's one that runs on recycled cooking oil mm. where they stopped using fossil oils and fuel for it and blah, blah, blah. I came back to her, said, this is what I can do. She said, we're one of the biggest train publishing companies in the country, she said. So she said, "If me, I think we've got, we could do something with you here, she said. Gosh. Gave her a copy of the book, didn't Ag- hear again, from her. Again, you see, it's not coincidence. No, it's either. just, it's mad. 
So you gave her a copy of the book. Yeah, gave her a copy of the proof that I had that was going to go out with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and uh, then uh, I thought, okay, it's going out next Friday. And heard from her. I got a phone call the following Tuesday. She said, can you come in Wednesday? I said, yeah, okay. She said, uh, I've got someone you might want to meet. So I walked in, sat down. There's a guy sitting there. He said, look, I'm head of publishing. He said, um, I've come down from Birmingham to see you. I love the book. He said, I love the whole concept of the book. And he said, don't go with them, go with us, and we'll put it in a hardback. And I was like, wow. And you said? I'll think about it. <laughs> why? I don't as, know why I said that. As you do. I, just, I, just, I haven't a clue why I said that. Well, well, you probably said that because none of it sounds real no, or likely. I, I really didn't. I walked back. I can't, I, you know, I can remember walking back indoors, sitting at the table, and, and, and Annette's at a computer working, and I've sat down, and she's gone, all right. I go, no, not really. She said, why? I said, well, my head's spinning a bit. She said, well, I said, people up the road want to publish the book. <laughs> and I said, they want to get it out on this company, that company, this website, that website. I said, I don't know. I don't know what to do. She said, get back up there and tell them we're in. <laughs> on yes. the other side of that, the guy walked away and probably going, yep, I've got him. He'll be contacting me very soon. Yeah. He probably gets that a lot, maybe. Yeah, probably about 15 minutes later he got me. I came running back through the door. <laughs> I changed my mind. <laughs> I'm coming. I mean, I think I'll be kind of like sort of having a big person in front of you from a big publishing company. I'll be kind of like a bit sort of, oh, my God. Yeah. And that's kind of sinking in. Kind of in awe. Yeah, and you end up saying the wrong thing. Why did I say that then? Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah. Isn't it? It's all happening around you. So then things moved on pretty quickly. Yeah, they did. Yeah, everything sort of went into motion. I was getting, you know, the, the company were phoning me all the time about this illustration, that illustration. And, and then they turned around to me and said, we don't want you for one book. We want you for six. It's crazy. So it's going to be a series. And you've written another one, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I've written them all. So you've written the, them all? Yeah. So okay. does the train feature in all of them then? Uh, there'll be a train in, yes, of a sort. So what did you have to do? Because obviously the, the, the train, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to work this in my mind because yeah. mm. I've read the book myself. So, okay, so here, without giving all the stories away, yeah, is a can't brief... Because I can't give that. So Howard lives in a mythical land called Paul's Land and he's been given quests by the king of Paul's Land whose name is King Porador. Oh, now, now, King Porador sends Howard off to different parts of Paul's land, and his first quest is to go to Whistledown, which is run by a, a king called King Runnybottom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kids love that, don't they? Kids yeah. will love it, now, absolutely. King Runnybottom's name is because he's been drinking rather dirty water from his well, and it's why that water's been getting infected that the story then comes to light and Howard goes in and he shows him that actually we can stop that etc 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 if we change over to this and then and so and all the books and all the books are like that and all the books are different stories and he travels round Paul's land he travels to Fishley Pool he travels to Tastely Bud and he goes all round of Paul's land yeah Tastely Bud's the capital the gourmet capital of Paul's land where there's a problem I want to read the books myself I know he sounds much very much like 007 or 00 Paws I suppose 00 Paws I like it that's the next series so yeah so he travels all the way round and I think children can just get on that journey with Howard they can, they can invest in it because yeah. you're using funny words I that they'll love and, and they'll actually, think it's good. And King they don't realise they're learning about love and kindness and sustainability. Exactly. Well, he's, that's what he spreads, you know. And you're also interesting or interesting children that are interested in trains. Yeah. 
and their parents who yeah. are interested in trains and they would teach yeah. them that bit too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's a it's a nice way of learning. So it's not learn. just books here. No. You go you you um went home and you went, they're gonna do a puzzle. Yeah, exactly. They've got yeah. balloons. Yeah. Yeah. What else? T shirts. I know. <laughs> so you get kind of a merch store. Yeah, <laughs> we have to, I think we will get a most most of it. You you know, when I place um, Middleton Press, which is .co.uk, you can go on there and you can search Howard. Mm. And if you click on, well, you'll see him on there. But if you click on book launch as well, you'll see all the information about Howard. Mm. And Howard's own website will be coming up soon, which I'd imagine will be Howard of Portland. Mm. as well i can kind of think very soon it could be a train set out very soon as well well that would be great wouldn't yeah, it that's it if a train a- set a big hint there everybody yeah. <laughs> yeah do you want to just change howard up a bit yeah train him up a bit it's it's it's, it's there's, a, a bit there's mad. an outfit then it'll be a theme park ride <laughs> then it's going to well, be a it's cartoon funny you should say that oh no go on <laughs> because the, the, you know when i, s- I sat in uh, a meeting with the with the people and they said to me well where do you see howard going you know, from the publishing company. I said, well, if you, do you mind if I sort of, I said, I always think big and then, you know, you might just hit the bar a little bit below, but you've been okay then. Mm. And, and and the guy went, oh, right, okay, away you go then. So I said, well, I wouldn't mind seeing him animated one day. And he said, no, I can understand that. And I said, maybe a ride at one of these theme parks, the first ride, which is a sustainable one, powered by solar power. Yeah. Where children get on a Howard and go on a journey of sustainability through this. Through Paul's Land. Yeah, through Paul's Land. Absolutely. And he said, wow. And he said, yeah, you're not thinking small. I said, not really, no. Well, look at that other one, Paul Patrol. Paul Patrol, yeah, it has to start somewhere, yes, exactly. exactly. Movie rights. Yeah. Do like an animated stroke kind of people. Mm. Well, yeah, only limited by your imagination yeah, yeah, yeah. and the contacts you make along the mm, way. Yeah. Is this, and the is passion, it's <laughs> the passion of it, the story behind it. And how real it all is. Passion, yeah, the passion's just born out of love for him, really. Yeah, exactly. That's all. You know, that's why I'm so passionate about so it. So we haven't even got to publishing day yet, and we're talking like this. Pas- um, publishing day of the very first book was... Saturday, just gone, 20th. 20th, 20th of November, November yeah, 2021. We've got a launch party next week for children. If you live anywhere near Hazelmere, which mm-hmm. is in Surrey, mm-hmm. a place called Hazelway Community Centre. How many, how many will it fit in? Because I suspect... As many will fit them in. They can come in. Don't worry. I'll let you in. <laughs> and you're having people reading the story. The, Somebody yes, reading the story. Yes, there's a big uh, furry Howard character. Howard will be there as well. The story's being read. There'll be face painting, balloons, cakes. Mm. And I did a school assembly last week. And yeah, how one did that child, go? Well, do you know, it's the scariest thing I've ever done. I used, years ago, I used to work on the football pitch and entertain people. Um, mm, at half time. At half time. Mm. And uh, boy... School assembly is a tough gig. <laughs> <laughs> Was it infants or infant yeah, primary? infant school? Yeah, okay. So they said talk to me, us through it. You can kind of just go out, uh, Mark, and talk about sort of sustainability, climate change, a bit about the book with the children. To you know, four as well. to seven year olds. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So the first lot of children came in, and the little tiny ones come in first from sort of class one or whatever, and then the next lot, next lot, and a little bit bigger. So I said to um, one of the uh, first questions, I said, anybody here, any idea what climate change means? So they all put their you know, hands up. I thought, wow, you know, this is good. They all had their hands up. So you give it the sort of, you know, I knew you were a smart school straight away. You know? Oh, no, charming. So, yeah. So then the little girl at the back, <laughs> I, I said, yeah, can, you can tell me. She said, well, mm. she said, well, climate change is kind of where everybody's been getting ill and we have to wear masks. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, well, no, not quite. I said, that's been the pandemic, but it's close. Good you know. answer. And then a little, a bit, and then there's a little tiny girl at the front, bless her. Every time I asked a question, she said, 
oh, she put her hand up, and I, and, and I looked at the teacher to the left because they were the smallest ones, you know, and she'd already said to me, they would know a little bit, the tiny ones, but maybe not everything, you know. But she was so enthusiastic, you know, and uh, I think it was about, is there anything, I said, is there anything that your mummy and daddy can do to help with sort of sustainability and sort of packaging and stuff like, you know. Mm. And she had her hand up, so, yeah, I'm going to give her a go. So I said, yes, and, you know, she looked at me and she went, um, oh, um, yeah. Um, hmm. Hmm. I've got a spaniel. <laughs> Which I thought was just brilliant. That's just lovely. Brilliant. The innocence yeah. of the youth. The innocence of youth, yeah. yeah. So, so that, that was interesting. School so assembly, interesting gig. Yeah, interesting. Mm, so yeah. we haven't even got to publishing day, which then was Saturday. Yes. And how has it been received so far? So far, so good. Pre-orders were really good. It's um, on all those major sort of sites. Am I allowed to mention those, sir? Yeah, yeah, go yeah, for it. Absolutely. So it's on Waterstones uh, online, WH Smiths. It's on Amazon, of course, mm. and at middletonpress.co.uk. And there's other various ones you'll probably find on as well. But the main ones, if you search Howard of Paulsland, you'll find it. So do you have any figures of how many sold so far? I don't. I haven't asked. Do you okay. know what? I'm so... Nervous. <laughs> yeah, I'm so nervous about it all. And I just don't... I kind of keep... Didn't it. you say Amazon have almost sold out or something? Today. Today they've it sold out. says five left. Oh, wow. Huh? So... So it's a great Christmas present, everybody. It, it is a great Christmas present. If you're thinking present. of buying a Christmas present, it's someone around three to seven, three to eight-year-olds. And actual fact, a lot of adults have brought it, strangely enough. Mm, me but amongst them. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I know one. Yeah. You have to, because, uh, yes. he, he wrote the book, published the book, and he has to buy his own book. Yeah, well, that is very true. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah but he's checking get it gets, gets in condition to him and all that kind of yeah, stuff. So that's where we are. There that's is. where we've got to. That's fantastic. And so when is the next one going to be published? So the next one will be around January, February time. Okay. The next journey. So this is to whistle down. The next one is to Tastely Bud. I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to the Tastely Bud. I yeah. love that name. Yeah. I love the name of it. Is it, is it the state or the town within it, Paulsland? It's the town within Paulsland. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's another part of Paulsland. In actual fact, if it, inside the book, you'll see a map of Paulsland, which is in the shape of a port. Mm-hmm. where he gets sent to and inside each book haven't you put a picture of you and Howard the, the real you and yeah, Howard yeah there is in the back of the and book in each book yeah, because some people back. need I think people need to know as well that he is a real Howard he's a real Howard and actually King Porador's a real dog too oh really King Porador is Howard's dad Marvin wow yeah that's we've taken the picture from him and Lynn turned it into the character King Porador yeah, see, it, this story goes on and on and on, and it's going to be. Will you come back and talk to us again? Yeah, I'd love to, and I, and I just hope people love it. You know, I, I hope can't. people love the story. Well, what do you guys think? I'm falling in love already. I want uh, to read that. <laughs> oh, that's very kind. That's so kind. So, how can people buy the book again? Yeah, Amazon, Waterstones, WH Smiths. They're all online. Um, MiddletonPress.co.uk. I think you'll find if you order from them, they doing a discount for the first couple of hundred or whatever that they're doing okay and uh, if people want to actually follow you yeah they can follow me on twitter mm-hmm. you can follow me uh tayley at whatever. t-a-y yeah l-e-y yeah and um you can f- there'll be a site up for howard of Paulsland very shortly as well mm, so it's all just a, a yeah, it's just running away with itself. it's running away with itself but middleton press is the place to really find howard first and it will tell you all the links middletonpress.co.uk and you'll find him 
Wonderful. Thank you so much for no, coming thanks, and sharing. Uh, thanks, everybody. It's, it's been fun. really nice. We love it. Anybody love that it. listens to these podcasts, they're nice people. Really nice. <laughs> it made me feel so comfortable. We haven't paid him at all for that. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. I haven't paid a billion yet. <laughs> thanks right. so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And if you'd like to join the Healthy Life family, please subscribe and like our podcasts. You can find us on Apple Podcast and Podbean. And remember to subscribe to stay fully up to date. So look out for our next podcast. And do check our new website, buzzpodcasts.co.uk.